0: Today, we're speaking with James Miller II. Hey, James, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Bant. How about you? I am well. I am well. I'm excited to chat with you today. James has many, many hats that he wears. Not only is he a franchise owner of Subway, he's also the CEO of the Vision Investment Group. But more importantly, he is a board member of multiple organizations, Marriott Vacations Worldwide, Linear One Technologies, and has a lot of board experience. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today as the nature of boards continues to evolve and their priorities continue to shift. But
1: before we get there, James, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. No sure. So, grew up in the Midwest uh, on a on a grain farm, and and uh, so I learned hard work at a ver- very very uh, early age. And then at the, uh, I was probably twelve or thirteen. I started thinking about college, and and my dad said, "Well, how are you gonna?" raise money for college. And that turned into uh, a youngster becoming a pig farmer, believe it or not. Ooh. And so I started my first business when I was about 13 or 14. And I, I borrowed 50 uh, enough money to purchase 50 small pigs and grow them and continued breeding them until I had about 250 uh, pigs and did that for a number of years. And that's when I formed my first entity and the name of it was called Macon Bacon. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that's my, my first business is that. And sold them off uh, before I left for college. And, and <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great story. And I think uh, kind of the entrepreneurial origin stories always have some kind of odd or interesting beginning of some business that was started like that. That's a great one. I've never heard a bacon story. So this is a new one, James. But, yeah. you know, James, you've had an amazing career, certainly playing lots of leadership roles and lots starting lots of businesses. And I, I'm really curious to delve a little bit more deeply on the board work you do, I mean, you really have played a big role in lots of different boards, and I'd be curious to know a little bit more about what you're working on there, and you know what the landscape's
1: looking like. Yeah, sure. I've I, I've had a great, you know, to me, I'll say, a blessing to be on so many different boards over the years. So I've been on, I believe, twenty-two or twenty-three different boards, uh, public, private, profit, nonprofit. Uh, and I've worked with franchisors, franchisees. And of course, there's been some large uh, brands. And you, you mentioned Marriott Vacation Club. So I've been on a couple of different boards there, still remain on a couple of boards that that uh, some of their properties went from uh, Starwood, Weston Brands, over to Vistana, which was then bought out by Marriott. Now there's a couple other tweaks and turns coming in from their, uh, their portfolio called Abound. So uh, a lot of different uh, avenues, but yeah, the, the board work has been incredible. Uh, I, I enjoy giving direction, uh, leading where I can, providing you know, experience and uh, just, uh, again, leadership and, uh, and really delving into something, but yet allowing the leadership there to then take what they've learned and gleaned and then put it into action to see what those results are. So that's, that's one of the things. It's just a passion. I truly love board work and and actually I'm ready to do some more board work if something comes available.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's certainly a need for leadership in the space. Uh, over the last couple of years, I'm in a couple of organizations. One of them is called ChairX, which is really kind of a grouping of chairmen and you know where we all kind of talk about our woes of difficulties of <laughs> managing boards. But I think it's been an interesting moment over the last couple of years with boards. And I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts on the types of topics and themes that are really coming to the forefront right now.
1: Well, obviously, you always have some of the crucial ongoing um, things. Obviously, our our economy is a big one. Um, Our environment around us in regards to uh, taking care of our environment, our physical, natural environment. Uh, Some of the ones I've been working with on say the Marriott vacations and so forth is helping those boards and leadership within Marriott understand what are the needs and wants and desires of say like millennials and generation Mm -hmm. Z coming up behind them because what they desire in a vacation resort or in a trip or an adventure is completely different say than gen X or Mm -hmm. gen Y. And uh, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where, again, if if you stand still for just a moment, someone is passing you by. You cannot stop changing. And that's what a lot of our focus is on right now.
0: Yeah, we're certainly in one of those moments where the needs and thoughts of what the next generation is going to be wanting to do with their leisure time and consume and how they want to live their lives is certainly something that people are thinking about and debating. But you know, it's been an interesting moment we've been living through, with uh, obviously the difficulties of the pandemic and now a little bit of the economic issues that we're facing. And I'd just be curious, you know, from at least from the pandemic perspective, how did the operations of a board shift? I mean, how how was how, did 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 you find that it was really just all Zoom calls all the time? <laughs> did you find that boards were I don't know, I guess my curiosity would be whether they were asked to step in a little bit more or lend in or more, what was happening there?
1: Sure, so obviously with the pandemic, that's changed everybody's model of what the standard business and uh, template is. Uh, prior, to, prior to the pandemic, uh, I've been working remotely now for over 20 years. So that itself was nothing new to me to work remotely. Mm-hmm. But we saw on the board, what we saw on the board level was some boards uh, did almost everything by Zoom or Teams, something like that, or more phone calls. But when it came down to some of the other boards, say Marriott properties, and specifically, is you still need to have on site meetings because you're taking care of operational uh, facilities. Um, and not to put a big plug in for this company, but there's a company called Space Intel, spaceintel.ai, and they are. Uh, they have several patents, but they do facilities management virtually. Oh, and okay. so I'm actually not helping them on some board work because it really, it really casts them into a light to show all these various types of, you know, whether it be hospitality and hotels, it can even be in hospitals, manufacturing, commercial space, that you don't actually have to be there physically for facilities management. And so it's really springboarded them into the, into the limelight, if you will. Yeah, I love the idea. I love that concept.
0: And James, I mean, it's an interesting one. I mean, here we are during the pandemic, we talked a lot about you know some of the changes in society and bringing things like diversity into discussions for boards and how we capture that. But when you get a board that's really clicking for you, you know, you're driving the story. What are the telltale signs, apart from the obvious that the company is doing well, but what are the telltale signs that a board is is working for you? You
1: know, I think probably the best word, um, it would probably be collaboration. Because a board should not be made up of all the same types of thought processes, Mm -hmm. and backgrounds. There should be diversity of of culture, diversity of backgrounds, diversity of abilities and talents. Uh, And what I I really love, and and one of these particular boards happens to be Space Intel, is it is different cultures and diverse backgrounds coming together. But when they come together, they have a very clear and focused goal in mind. They've, They've sat down and said, here's what success is, and here's how we're gonna define it, and here's how we're gonna reach it together. And, and even though there's still going to be the iron sharpens iron type of conversations within those board meetings, at the end of the day or the end of those meetings, it's still, we are together in this together. We are one. And, and even though there's many members, we are still one working together. So I love, you know, collaboration like that. Yeah. I love the word collaboration in that context,
0: and certainly you've been a participant and on and led boards of companies of really all sizes. I mean, some of these organizations like you know Marriott Vacations Worldwide are, are massive groups, <laughs> and others like the one that we're discussing right now are emerging businesses. And right. just what's the nature of the different types of boards that you have at the different stages for businesses?
1: Oh, boy. So so give you an example, uh, again, being in the subway franchising business uh, and also having a chief marketing officer uh, hat in my in my portfolio. A couple of times, uh, one of the first boards I ever joined was back in uh, you know, early 2000s. It was a local marketing board for subway for local area franchisees. Mm-hmm. And then that grew once uh, Subway Corporate found out about some of my background experience in marketing. Ended up on a national board uh, for a number of years, and we oversaw the marketing uh, and advertising for the United States, Canada, and Australia. I'm, I'm still not sure today why Australia was brought into the U.S. and Canada, but it was fun, right? And that was part of the job. And so in the years that I served, one of our claims to fame, at least as a team, was uh, the $5 footlong event was what mm-hmm. our board came up with. And which was obviously a significant game changer in the QSR industry and for Subway. Yeah, I mean, that was an
0: epic change and really was the beginning of quite a run for Subway for a while. I love the fact Australia has been lumped in there. You know, it's (laughs) funny. There was a moment about 10, 15 years ago now. Where I think it was BCG, the consultancy had this whole new th- strategy of how countries or groups should be clustered. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing it the way many companies do it, normal companies do it, <laughs> which is you know regionally, right? Europe, they said, well, actually certain countries have characteristics that are similar, therefore we'll cluster it together differently. Anyway, I remember it at the time being part of a group which where I had I was in charge of Japan, Brazil, Germany um, and India, I think. And I turned to my boss at the time and I said, listen, you know, you do realize like. This makes it impossible for me to sleep, right? (laughs) Yet you you realize, like these countries may have the same characteristics, but they kind of defy, you know, the human ability to be awake all the time.
1: (laughs) You know. Ben, over my career, I've seen thousands upon (laughs) thousands of job descriptions and resumes, and I don't think the word sleep is ever listed in any of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Not a priority for most companies. Absolutely. Well, listen, I mean, James, we're at an interesting moment now going into 2023. There's been a lot of discussion about the economy, the global economy and its health. And I think we're seeing some good things, some bad things. But Mm -hmm.
1: How do you think this is going to affect the nature of this year and how it's going to flow? You know, I actually believe, I think you're going to see a couple of things. Obviously, we are, I don't know that the federal government really wants to say the word recession yet, but it's, it's obvious that there, we have recessionary um, items and things that are happening out there. We're seeing that. Um, but I always look to see what are we going to glean and gain and learn from that period, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people start tightening up the ship, if you will. Uh, that's one of the things as I was talking with uh, the founder of Space Intel about was, you know, he was asking why is it sometimes people find it difficult to spend five thousand dollars today, knowing that they're going to get twenty-five or thirty thousand out of it. And I said, well, that goes back down to the where's my bottom line today. And even though I know there's an ROI, many people aren't willing to invest in an ROI because they know that there is a downturn and they're feeling that, even though it would actually help them. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, somebody told me this story, but I think it was maybe Clorox bleach or somebody during a, a depression or something, and they just continued to advertise no matter what and became a right. leading brand during that period and still are today. And I thought, well, that's a great, you know, story to learn from. Yeah. Uh, but I think the other thing too, we're seeing is there is a, there is going to be that shift in labor. You know, the labor pool has been, uh, has been dire i think that's Mm. about the best word i can use but we're now starting to see at least in the qsr industry more people coming back saying yes you know what i do need a job and my covid funding has run out and it's time for me to get back into society and be helpful there so i'm really positive about 2023 and what it's going to bring all especially starting probably in q3
0: well, you know, I think about the point you made early on today, which was really about collaboration and kind of that topic you were just talked about, which is really balancing the short-term objectives and the longer-term objectives, the short-term budgeting versus the longer-term budgeting. That's always a challenge. How do you find a way around some of those blocks that appear sometimes where someone's like, "Oh, well, we can't spend" we can't spend a thousand
1: dollars on this or, you know, (laughs) well, I think it goes back to, are we going to be thinking about today? Are we going to be forward thinking? Right. Uh, And how we react to recessionary strongholds really is going to define where we define, where we're going to end up post recession. Mm -hmm. And, And I love, this is, I love this, this quote, I think it was Henry Ford, who said, if you always do what you have always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Well, as bad as a recession can be, it also forces us to make changes. Yeah. And sometimes those changes are absolutely necessary for us to be, you know, better in the future. Uh, so why not start taking those steps, looking out, you know, six months, looking out two years and determining, okay, we're gonna, what do we have to do for the recession, through the recession? Yeah. But what do we want to be when we come out on the other side? And start taking those steps today, even if it's going to be another year or two years before we're at that point.
0: Yeah, that's really, really wise. I see that as always the interesting challenge where you'll see the operating leaders of the company very focused on just kind of like looking at that tree right in front of them. And it's their job, you know, they've got to manage that. But I think with board, really can help provide that perspective on where you want to go and, and perhaps find that middle ground. James, right. it's been amazing talking to you today. If someone wanted to learn more about what you've been working on, where's the best place to
1: reach you? Uh, well, obviously, uh, whether it be cell phone or, or email or something like that, I love to talk with people. And that's how I learn about positions that are open or teams needing help. Or uh, I mentor a lot of young business people because I, I they're our future of our economy and our political system and so forth. And so we want to so you know, so to speak, raise them right. Yeah. Uh, and well-rounded to understand all cultures and types and businesses and because we will be relying on them in the near future. So I want to be as helpful as I can. You know, I
0: think I have the name of your autobiography. It'll be From Bacon to Boards.
1: How about <laughs> that? How about that? Yeah, there you go. You know, I don't know who's going to buy it, but (laughs) I'll buy one coffee. My mom and dad will be on the list for buying a copy. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been great talking with you. We've been
0: speaking with James Miller II. He really wears many hats. He's a franchise owner for Subway. He's also the CEO of the Vision Investment Group. He's a board president, secretary, and advisory board member for groups like Linear Technologies, Marriott Vacations Worldwide. Been talking about all the issues with boards and really the needs today for companies to succeed with that kind of guidance. Um, James, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. My pleasure. And we look forward to having you back.
1: Hey, thank you, Ben. We'd love, love to do that. Thank you so much. Cheers.